0: All right, so today's scripture comes from the third chapter of Luke, uh, beginning with the seventh verse. When the crowds of people came out for baptism, because it was a popular thing to do, John exploded. Brood of snakes, what do you think you're doing slithering down here to the river? Do you think a little water on your snake skins Is going to deflect God's judgment. It's your life that must change, not your skin. And don't you think you can pull rank by claiming Abraham as your ancestor? Being a child of Abraham is neither here nor there. Children of Abraham are a dime a dozen. Hello? Dime a dozen. God can make children from stones if God wants. What counts is your life? Is it green and blossoming? Because if it's dead wood, it'll go into fire. And the crowd asked him, what are we supposed to do? If you have two coats, give one away. Do the same with your food. Taxmen who were coming to be baptized said, "'Teacher, what should we do?' And he said, "'No more extortion. Collect only what is required by law.'" Soldiers said, "'What should we do?' And John said to them, "'No shakedowns, no blackmail. Be content with your wages.'" The interest of the people was now building, and they were all beginning to wonder, could this be John? Could this John be the Messiah? And John intervened. I'm baptizing here in the river. The main character in this drama, to whom I am a mere stagehand, will ignite the kingdom life, a fire, a Holy Spirit within you, changing you from the inside out. He's going to a clean house, make a clean sweep of your lives. He'll place everything in its true and proper place before God. Everything false will be put out into the trash and burned. This is the good news of Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. All right. So I found this story that I thought makes sense to this particular scripture because If we're really honest, as we listen to it, we kind of sit there and go, well, why not? If I got two coats and I don't need one, sure, I'm gonna give, why don't we do that? Um, There was an enthusiastic group that had decided, there was about 1200 of them, that decided that they were gonna be peacemakers and they were gonna have a peace march in Los Angeles. And so they gathered for this peace march They wanted to make a statement about the futility of war, the importance of peace. And, you know, that's a pretty noble venture, right? I mean, you know, something typical for Los Angeles, amen? And uh, before they'd gone too far, however, the peace march stalled out. Yeah. About half the group had disbanded because of some bickering within the group. Quote, the remaining marchers quickly polarized between those who were walking and those who were in vehicles. Following that was a dispute over the dress code style. (laughs) Finally, they decided to settle some of the conflict with an election, but there was a disagreement over who could vote. Eventually, they came to an agreement allowing even children to vote, but then the election was declared invalid. The peace march ended with a large percentage of those assembled refusing to speak to one another. Brothers and sisters, this is why we don't get things done. Because all you have to think about is what? What were they arguing about? Over whether you're going to walk or drive? What kind of argument is that? Think about it. Think about the stuff that stops us from doing stuff. You know, the A number one reason that we put billions of dollars into weapon technology and not into getting the homeless off the street? Anybody want to take a guess what the A number one reason is? You'll say war is profitable. Okay, war is profitable. What else? It, I mean, it's, it, is, it is so simple, it is ridiculous. Bingo. Amen, sister. That is the bottom line, that we are afraid of each other. And so when all these folks were coming to John and wanting to be baptized, remember what John was doing, what his form of baptism was. You know, we got to put this into context here. Duncan. Well, but the water was symbolic of washing away what? The old old. old stuff. The The fact that they had turned and walked away from God. They had gotten caught up in the marketing of the day. They had gotten caught up. They had gotten so caught up in the rules that they were actually freezing people away from God. You know, you couldn't get into the temple unless you were without blemish. And if you had a blemish, you had to buy the right sacrifice in order to get into the temple. And not only that, there were 600 and some odd laws that you had to follow. And if you weren't following those laws, you didn't get in. There was some way that you were being pushed from God. They even had a king, if you remember the name, Herod, that was running around screw at anything that would move, and nobody was dealing with it. Now, folks, I try not to be political. I really do. But I want you to think about the leadership in this country and what the leadership in this country is doing to women and understand that it isn't any different than what King Herod was doing. And because John was willing to point it out, it got him killed. Ultimately, it got Jesus killed. So we are left with the question, what are we supposed to do? Because what John was saying in that baptism is to repent. And he doesn't mean it in the traditional sense of the church teaching repentance. That, you know, you got to admit that you're a crappy person or that you're awful. Or they even that you're a sinner. What does the word repent mean? Turn turn. Turn around. Turn around. around. Come back to God. And once you come back to God, we know what God requires. Amen? What is it that God requires? That you be just, that you be merciful, that you be humble. So, what are we supposed to do if you've got two coats? Give one away. Let that sit there for a minute. That's not something you do at church, folks. What we do here at church is put together hygiene kits. We give somebody dignity for a day. What this message is about is what you're doing when you're not here at the pavilion. This is about what you do when you go to work. This is about what you do when you live in your neighborhood. Amen? This could be something as simple as hello. But, you know, we've talked about that before. You know, in this technological age, my God, people live in these high-rises, right? And they don't know who's in 2B, let alone who all's in the building. What do we do? We come back to God and when we get back to God. Now, somebody told me, Pastor, you are not going to be able to bring this around to joy because what you're saying is kind of down in the mouth. Because people are going to have to think about it, then they're going to feel guilty. Well, here's the joy. You will have never felt as much joy as you feel when you are able. To meet somebody's need. And there was no expectations. It, you weren't driven. By the guilt of the church. Because oh well. The, the church is coming together today. We're doing this. So I got to do it. No. It isn't going to do it. Happen because you get a tax write off. The joy comes. Because somebody states a need. And you. Can meet it. And you can meet it. Why? Because you are a child of God. That is wonderfully. And uniquely made. In the image of God. And that. Is enough. That's what this is about. That's what gives us joy. My God. We look for joy in all these places. And we always come up short. And we get people that are like, oh, you know, my life doesn't mean anything. Give somebody a hug. Help somebody. Teach somebody to read. How about if somebody you haven't heard from in a long time, you pick up the phone and you call them. Or for those of you who hate the phone now, send them a text. (laughs) Doesn't have to be complicated. I tried that this week. You know, some people that I haven't heard from in a while? I sent them a text. All I said was, hey, just saying hi and God bless you. I cannot tell you the responses I got back. Thank you for thinking of me. Thank you for remembering me. So, what should we do for Christmas? If you got two coats, give one away. Got some extra food, give that out. If you're involved in collecting people's money, be fair. And if you're in some position of authority over folks, don't you dare take advantage of them. And if you've got some way to meet a need when it gets put in front of you, recognize that that person that is standing in front of you with that need is wonderfully and uniquely made in the image of God. And if you need a reason to help, that's enough. God bless you.